Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. <laughs> Neither Rich or I are natural extroverts. And yet, impersonal events form a decent portion of how we spend our time and build our businesses. I've spent the last couple of months at some of the biggest conferences in the world. Joe's been running dozens of in-person, meetup-style events across the country. So what can you be doing to make the most out of attending in-person events? And how about organising them? In this episode, we share our top five tips for each. Then <laughs> Joe didn't mess up. <laughs> super, super slick intro there, Joe. <laughs> I'm Joe Glover, founder of The Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 36,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 20 years now, and I'm a massive believer that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers on a spreadsheet. Nice. Did we just nail that on one hit? <laughs> What Joe was trying to say, we're going we're gonna to talk about events today and how you can get the most out of them with some of our tips from pre-pandemic experience, post-pandemic experience. But also, Joe, I thought we'd start off with a, an apology because we, we came back and we were like, yeah, we're going to do loads of these episodes. And then you got COVID, mm-hmm. I got busy, I got uh, I'm getting housework done, so I had drilling going on. So like, I think we are like a few weeks out of sync already. Yeah. Having only come back with one event, one <laughs> episode, but you know, like the intention is good, and we'll try. I, you know, I, I, I'd like the thought about humans confess. You know, maybe one day we will sort of make it a really, really regular, consistent thing. But I actually quite like the thought that sometimes we might just pop up in people's podcast player, and some people might be interested who aren't just my mum, right? Who aren't just my mum, but some people might be interested and go, "Oh, they've recorded an episode." Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah. yeah, maybe we should apologise. Yeah, I think that's how greatness is built on Spur. <laughs> releasing of content <clears throat> um so anyway joe like we've got a bunch of points that we were going to cover anyway but how, how have you been how is how is being back in the real life world events uh honestly it, it, it's it's an interesting place um i would say uh it's been phenomenal to be able to sort of see people have good chats um I, I do think there is something really special about in-person events that you don't get from online events. And I, I've avoided saying that for the past two years because I, I do think there's a lot of magic in online events, but there is something that is unrecreatable. That's definitely not a word um, in online that you, that you get in in-person, you know, those conversations. When was the last time you got excited about an online event that isn't one you're running? Oh, um i would say probably i'm a bit of a ritson fanboy to be honest so there probably was a at the end of last year 
there was a, a roundup of the year and and that's one that I sort of remember and, and sort of think yep that was one I was looking forward to which is funny because like I definitely still really look forward to doing our online events maybe it's just me I don't know but you know they're still really well attended and, and people are coming along in the right spirit and stuff like that so either I live in a microcosm where that is a thing or I'm just completely delusional I don't know uh how about you <laughs> I honestly and it's going to sound like I'm just uh, uh, being flippant with it, but I think probably mid 2020, like yeah. after the after the flood of like attend this, we've moved online, like come to this webinar, and like and being a marketer, like we were driving a lot of that shit, mm. and like there was a good element to it, and it was fun for a bit, and then I think it very quickly for me, I got snow blindness and was like, oh yeah. fuck my life, I don't want to see another webinar, I spend all day on Zoom type stuff, yeah, yeah. and I think there was a lot of I think people really struggled to get to that point where content became like they struggled with the shift from in real life to like the online and I don't think it quite gelled for a bit and it lost some of the excitement. Yeah. I um I don't think I've actually bothered to attend more than like 5 10 minutes of an, an online event mm -hmm. probably in since 2021 I guess. Mm -hmm. Is, is, and that is a guess I think I've probably like dipped in and out of stuff flipping like the other side of that I went so I went to collision out in Toronto I think about five weeks or something ago now and honestly like I was like a giddy schoolboy on the plane on the way over like I was so excited and this is this is the the, the irony right like I'm an introvert you stick me in the room and I'm like, like this is like there's too many people that I like want to talk and but I was excited about it and mm. I wasn't, I couldn't care less about the content. Like the, I, it's not the talks. And I was chatting to somebody about this last week is it's not the content and the talks I care about at mm. in person events anymore. Mm. It is the networking and speaking to other people. That's the bit that I find most valuable and the bit that I've missed most because I don't care what platform you're using an online event. You don't get the same like shoulder to shoulder, conversations that happen when you're queuing up for coffee oh yeah this coffee's really shit but what do you do like that you don't get that on online and that was the bit that i think has been missing from what i like doing about my job yeah no i think that's that's a really superb point and probably also the one i wanted to make in 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 defense of in-person events uh, online events sorry um because i think they're there for different reasons yeah. Um, and and so the online event is there for information it's there for education uh primarily and and those are where the strong points are um and i would uh, say online is actually better for education absolutely like in, I'm, education to a degree like actually like learning but i would say impact so some of my most impactful moments at conferences and or of, of learning have been in real life like you, where you're in the room and you're like you can feel it and that like the narrative sinks a little deeper i guess yeah yeah but if you're actually learning something and there's like a method to that learning i think mm -hmm. that is online is super powerful with that that's it no spot on you know i, I couldn't agree more and, and that's i think you know this isn't what we were going to speak about today but i think that's where uh, maybe it is actually a little bit because we speak about organizing a little bit later but you know i i think it's really important that we play to the strengths of different kinds of events you know and we say yeah you know what like if we're going to run an educational event for the purpose of education let's do it online because we can reach the most amount of people and, and stuff like that. Um, 
or you know if we want to make it about networking let's make it about networking let's do it in person and 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 that sort of stuff so i think um choosing the right format for your delivery is just so so important so you know maybe you know it's it's really really good insight just to start off with because that point about excitement which we'll we'll sort of take into our tips for attending uh, an event in a moment is important and it is exciting right now to go to in-person events we definitely haven't reached that point where it's like ah I've got another event to go to. Like I'm excited so, to attend them too at the moment, which is funny. I've got I've got inbound coming up in September, and mm-hmm. like for for me and like the ecosystem in I'm in. Mm-hmm. It is like honestly, my my wife just thinks I go away drinking for a week, <laughs> and that I mean there is an element of that, but mm-hmm. also like it is the week I work the hardest. So it's like breakfast meetings all the way through, and like it is talking all day, mm-hmm. and then like right through to the evenings. So it's like a heavy going week. But it's like Christmas. I like I genuinely get excited about it. And like out of the whole pandemic, that was the thing I missed most. And if they hadn't have shut down Boston, I probably still would have gone. <laughs> and it was like that yeah, and that's like I am genuinely excited about it. I can to a certain degree, I don't care about the content. Like I mm. stopped there was a point where I think after year three of going, yeah. um where I was like in terms of my learning and development, the content got to a bit a point where I was like, I don't need this from this event anymore. Mm-hmm. The keynotes are still fun and that's great. And this year, I don't really care about the content. Like obviously I'm gonna go see the Obama keynote and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm just there to go and meet with partners, HubSpotters, clients. And that's like, that's where I get a lot of the learning and education from now. Definitely. Uh, I mean, so let's speak about that because, like, the 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 breakfast meeting thing is a really nice example of your first point. And um, without meaning to preempt it, then I was speaking to someone the other day who went to Khan and had the the similar experience. You know, where they were like, "Yeah, have breakfast meetings, lunch, afternoon dinner, and stuff like that." And I've never been particularly good at that bit of it. You know, I'll go to an event you know, and, and I'll sort of pop in and sort of see what happens. But actually your first point is far more proactive than that. So I'd love to hear about your, your first tip. Yeah, so so my my first tip on our top 10 uh, list of uh, shit that you can do to, well, I can't remember what the title is, surviving a, a in-person <laughs> event, whatever it is. Whatever. So <laughs> first thing, yeah, it doesn't really matter. The So my first tip is connect with people beforehand. So like like proactively, get in touch with the people who are gonna be there. And the easiest way to do this, set up a Twitter list, set up a Zapier that whenever somebody mentions the hashtag for the conference, it adds them to that Twitter list. It will spark conversations, like people will start following you. You can then look at that list and you can find people who are interesting and just reach out to them. And you can do that across all of the social platforms. So Collision, I must've met with like 10, 15 people just Mm -hmm. off of that basis, like a quick coffee chat, like just catching up with them. Um, I had lunch with somebody, like breakfast with somebody, we met somebody for drinks. Like all of that stuff just makes, you get something more out of the conference. And I think like you and I, before we were talking, like before we started recording and stuff, we were talking about marketers being drilled for ROI these days. Like it's like, what is the value you're actually delivering by doing whatever it is you're doing? Mm -hmm. If you are going to a conference and like this, the first time I ever got sent to a conference by a boss, they were like, okay, if I send you to this, I want you to write a white paper. I want like, basically <laughs> wow. all the shit that I had to then do off the back of it. And it's yeah. fair, like it's basically an investment. And I was like, yeah, I'll write the white paper. I think I probably still owe him that white paper. <laughs> um, the So, but 
if you are planning to do it, like get meetings and shit booked in beforehand and equally like somebody like me mm-hmm. and you like where there is there is a little bit of like a social anxiety or like introvertedness mm-hmm. around that where you don't really like you need kind of some sort of structure to ease you into it having meetings booked and people you're going to see will start to build out almost like an agenda or a playbook for you going through that event and it's super useful and the most important thing is you will get more out of the conference nice i like that a lot i i've never heard anyone say that before i think that's really smart though and it, it makes me even think about with the marketing meetup event when we're organizing it whether we should be having a bit more of a an effort to connect people beforehand in one way or another you know in the facebook group for example popping in who's at the manchester event tonight and sort of start that conversation before or afterwards that's that's really smart and like did you how did you was it like literally anyone and everyone you were just like you were seeing what people were tweeting you're just like hi i'm rich you know like or were you like just having a conversation about what you know i mean like how did how did that play out in terms of like like actually getting no so there um so like the the list the list is just like a a catalyst right so like adding them to a twitter list it makes them aware of me because they get the notification saying you've been added makes me aware of them and that i know that they're tweeting about the conference mm-hmm. i'll then look at the profile mm-hmm. um and like a, an event like collision there's a lot of chaff and crap that gets tweeted about it as well because people hook yeah. on to the hashtag and that kind of stuff so there's a bit of shittiness about it yeah. but then I'll look at the profiles, I'll see, like, is there somebody interesting? Are we coming from, are we both flying out from the UK or are we mm. um, both working in a specific <laughs> sector? Like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like reach out and just say like, hey, like I'm gonna be there. Do you fancy like meeting up and chatting about this stuff? Nice, that's great. That's really, really cool. I like that a lot. That's a really great tip. I'm gonna do that for the next event I attend. Uh, good what on is you. the next event you're going to? Uh, I don't know actually I'd like to go to um, the Festival of Marketing later this year for marketing did Um, you just get the email this morning no I didn't no I didn't see it they they just publicized it (laughs) yeah yeah no I I think I'll go to that but of course it's a funny thing for me specifically because I I attend so many events they just happen to be my events you know and 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 so I, I don't attend an awful lot of events anymore that aren't our own just because I fancy seeing my family sometimes um but like i don't know that'll pass mate (laughs) i I feel like i want to make more of an effort because it is good like from both a a meeting new people who don't know about the market meetup but also scouting speakers from outside my bubble um, as well so i I should make more of an effort and not just that it's like seeing seeing how somebody else does it yeah so like figuring out like what could you bring into your events like how could you make yours better it's a great way of doing it definitely no all right so what's what's your your top tip (laughs) i love that so we actually do some prep on this podcast sometimes and like so i'm gonna make a point and then i feel like rich might make a point um but anyway uh my point is that you need to find events uh that are gonna suit you and and so the example that i give is that like expos for me are just like that they're hell you know like walking into that room um Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I actually love your thought that you've just given us about organizing meetings. I think that would make it an awful lot more bearable for me. Yeah. Um, but more the sort of walking around a large expanse of space where every conversation that you have with anyone on the stand is predicated with, I'm going to try and either get your information because that's how I'm incentivized or sell at you. Um, it, it just feels like exactly the opposite of everything that the marketing meetup stands for in terms of genuine connection and, and humanity. And so for me, like that situation is one that I will actively try to avoid because that's, you know, it just doesn't play to my strengths. It, it doesn't leave me in a place of feeling comfortable and sort of being able to get the best out of the day. Um, whereas I remember one time uh, my old boss and I went to a meetup event over in Dublin and we just ended up chatting with these, you know, there was probably about 15 to 20 people uh, in, in this particular meetup. I can't even remember what the topic was, but I just remember that we just had like a really good chat. We walked into a bar in Ireland and, and like we just sat around and everyone was really friendly and like was actually wanted a real conversation and stuff like that. And like, I remember it was very unusual for me because like we left the pub at like one o'clock in the morning, having had like a really good night with a couple of, you know, just like people that we got along with. And, and like that was an event that suited my strengths because we were able to sit down and, and get like a little bit deeper and all that sort of stuff. So for me, it's like, just choosing an event that is going to suit you and your strength, I think is important. Um, the last thing I'll say on this is like, it works on so many levels because like uh, there was another event which I traveled down to London specifically for one time. So it's about a three hour round trip for me. And uh, I lasted four minutes at this event because I, I walked in and it was in a nightclub. And so like it was dark and it was loud already. And then people were stood in like booths, you know, so like they're all sort of, and, and it just felt like a really, really sort of jarring sort of interaction for me to walk up to someone in a booth and say, hey, do you mind if I sit down here with you, you random strangers? It's like dating all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a like, there's a reason that <laughs> Jet is like one of my first proper like relationships, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, and, and like, it was just like, it was not geared up at all again to my strengths, you know? And so I went in I panicked and I just left and I got the train straight home. So it was just another example of like, find the events that suit your strengths and then, and then you're onto a winner or you 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 give yourself the best chance to make it a success. So I've, I've listened to you. Um, <laughs> so my, my, my next top tip is don't listen to Joe expos can be fun. Now there's, there's a couple of, 
things around that. So like, I, I agree with you, like that meat market feeling of like being thrown to the walls, they're trying to sell me some shit, like mm-hmm. can be super jarring. But I actually think that is more about how you approach it. Because, mm-hmm. so I actually, the most value, long lasting value, so post event, I normally get is when I've gone up to those, like the expo parts of a white, so like inbound, right? And collision, mm-hmm. there's like a central area where everybody's got stands and then like the content happens around that. Mm-hmm. I actually spend more time in there because I'm, I'm looking for new bits of tech. I'm looking to understand what can be done in the market. And I approach those conversations with, I know you're trying to sell me something and I might consider that as something, but tell me what your tech can do. Give me an understanding of how that can work in my normal tech stack. Mm. And that's a super easy way for me to get some like deeper understanding of like what's going on with it. And yet like they'll, I know that I'm going to be bombarded with some like sales emails and they are ultimately trying to flog me some stuff, but I'm actually approaching it going, no, I'm actually getting some learning and understanding of what this stuff could do out of the back of that yeah. as well. So expos, can be useful if you approach them. And then if you go back to my first point as well, is booking in those meetings where even if it is just a straight up expo, there's no content, then if you are booking peripheral meetings, you've got all of these people from out of town who are like coming in from different areas. You can get breakfast meetings, you can get evening meetings. There's always drink sessions. So your your pub analogy, they're like, that will be happening, just not on the floor. So as long as you're being proactive with the beginning bit and yeah. you're clear of what you're trying to get out from the expo side, it can be loads of fun. And actually one of my best life experiences was at an expo, it was the London Bar Expo. And <laughs> we got in and we told them that we were bar managers um, for the, the bars that we worked in and we were just given alcohol all day. It was incredible. Um, and that's because they were trying to sell us stuff. So I think as yeah. long as you go in with that expectation of somebody's trying to flog me something, but mm. there are nuggets of information I can get out of them. Yeah. So like if you go and speak to, so I go and speak to a SaaS company at Inbound say, mm-hmm. What I am learning from them at that point is, A, what can their tech do? What are they seeing in the market? What kind of clients do they have and do they service? Mm-hmm. So A, I can see, I start going, okay, is this a service I can build out within the business? Is it a tech platform I can bring into what we deliver for our clients? And equally, is there another market that I'm not aware of? So I might go and speak to a SaaS company and they say, yeah, we really focus heavily on on the recruitment space mm-hmm. like we work with recruitment agencies or whatever now we work heavily with recruitment agencies yeah. already but like i can i can start to see okay well actually maybe there's a new market over here or a new market and they do this for recruitment agencies okay so can i expand my services out wow. yeah the, the the cost of that conversation for me is that they're going to try and flog me some stuff but equally i'm old enough and wise enough now to know how to bat those conversations back until it becomes a useful like, yeah. point of view and i'll quite often be quite real with them and say I'm not looking to buy at this point, at some point potentially, yeah. but like, let's have a discussion about what it is and what it can do. It's good, you know, it's interesting. So I think maybe in, in <laughs> I know this sounds stupid given like how long, you know, I'm like 30, but like, I feel like I've become quite cynical about quite a lot of things. So like NFTs is like an example, like where I'm <laughs> like, you know, that's a l- bunch of rubbish, you know, there's just a bunch of NFT blo- bros, you know, and stuff like that. And I feel the same about a lot of SaaS companies as well. You know, I see them describe themselves as a B2B AI, uh, big data, whatever. And I'm like, I, I just shut my, I, I can find myself shutting myself off to that quite a lot. But a couple of weeks ago, we had um, the, 
that the head, the marketing director for brand and reputation from Google, a, a lady called Nishma, come and speak to the marketing meetup. And like, she reignited something in me, which was like a joy in learning, you know, and a joy in finding out these things. So rather than sort of saying, our oh, NFTs are a bunch of rubbish or that, that SaaS product is a bunch of rubbish, actually sort of being, finding the joy in the, the inquisitiveness about it and, and sort of like actually wanting to do that. And I hear you say what you've just said and like that speaks to that, you know, for me is, is like there's, there's something to be taken that is good from that conversation rather than how I framed it initially, which was quite cynical and, and, and bad in a way. And I, I, so the, my, my learning strength, the way I learn mm -hmm. is by breaking stuff, like pushing it to the point that it, it doesn't work, dialing it back and understanding it. That's how I understand the limitations of something. Mm -hmm. And like we've done that with every piece of tech we've ever brought in. And I think there's an air of mischievous about me as well when I'm talking to these SaaS companies and they're telling me it can do this, 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 and this. Because yeah. then I'm asking them questions like, but this platform already does that. How are you different <laughs> from that? And 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 I am learning, but I'm also being mischievous as fuck because mm -hmm. I'm like, I know that they are probably not wanting to have that side of the conversation, but yeah. it, like it's entertaining as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually had a, a three, so my, the third point, so I was just gonna say you were wrong, but I then actually <laughs> gave it some credibility. But my actual point for this is take some chewing gum. If you go to an in-person event, take some <laughs> chewing gum. It's long days of talking, like, and shitty conference coffee, mm -hmm. eventually you're gonna feel and smell like someone shut in your mouth. <laughs> take some chewing gum. Like it, it's conference breath is a real, thing anyway <laughs> I, I love that that was that you'll feel like someone shut in your mouth was a premeditated act uh so <laughs> i've seen it in the notes <laughs> so, absolutely <laughs> so what's good. your next tip joe uh my next tip is uh this is a quick one really i i, I don't think uh, it needs to be too deep but I think when I started attending an event, I always felt like I had to look like the smart person in the room. Um, and like, of course that's rubbish because we've already spoken about uh, working to your strengths and, and being smart is not necessarily one of my strengths. But um, I, I think there's there's something that is so liberating and empowering about the thought that uh, in, in the knowledge that questions are just as valuable as statements and, and giving information. And there's a little bit about what you've just spoken about with the expo thing that like, particularly as an introverts or walking into these rooms, then you feel like you have to be this gregarious person who sort of like is adding a bunch to the conversation. But I think the realization that you're adding to the conversation just by being interested in the person in front of you and asking questions, um, was a big realization for me and something that's been really useful sort of going forward. And actually, uh, again, speaking about leaning into your strengths, I am naturally inquisitive about people. And so actually to sort of have a conversation that way, um, it's not about interviewing them or it being a one-sided Q and A, but just sort of having a bit of liberation, knowing that you don't have to sort of be presenting information all the time. It, that, that was really useful. So that definitely. Some of, some of the best networkers I know have stock questions that if you were to follow them around the room uh -huh. they ask the same shit over and over again but they do it in a way where like they they sound like they are genuinely interested and like at the base level it's like who are you what do you do who do you work for how did you get here today like and it's starting a conversation and they just have this armory of things that they can just keep asking about mm -hmm. so i 
I really struggle past a point if, and this is going to sound horrible, but if I don't find somebody interesting or like what they do interesting or it matches with some knowledge that I have that I can then ask some more questions, I find it really difficult to get past that superficial level. So if 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 you ever meet me at a conference and I only ask you a couple of questions and then fuck off, you probably couldn't <laughs> find it that interesting. So, but, but it's like, but as in like, if you were to say to me, like we would have meet and I like ask you the basic stuff and the marketing meetup and I'd be like, oh, I'm in marketing. Like, uh, well, like, what does it do? Like, what's your audience? Like, how does it work? Like all that kind of stuff that I can have that. I need to align it with some sort of knowledge. Otherwise I run out of shit to say. And I think that's that's the bit I sometimes struggle with because if I'm if I'm tired, if I've been talking all day, I lose that armory of like, here's my standard questions and then very quickly I'm like, Oh great, you work in NFTs. Can you lose loads of money recently? <laughs> Maybe that's where your mischievousness kicks in. <laughs> Maybe your top questions dry up and you just start taking the mick. I don't know. Maybe that's when your true stuff true style comes out. Um let's let's go to your next one. Um so next one for me location does matter now like this i mean much more and there's a couple points to that right so like the event you just talked about the shitty nightclub like seedy nightclub experience for an event that kind of stuff does impact now some people would have enjoyed that they would have been like oh this is quite cool it's different and it just didn't fit for you it's fine yeah but that's the important thing like it's you going to this event it's you so you need to make sure that this is going to be an environment that you're going to be like okay in but also if you're going, if you're traveling, it's like a three day event or somewhere, you want to make sure that it's a city that you can, there's peripheral stuff around it as well. So like, and this is part of why we love going to Boston for inbound. It is a great city, very, very chilled, very fun to hang out in on the stuff around it. So it's not just going to a, like going to the conference center all day. Like there's stuff you can unwind and detach from around it as well. I think that for me, is an important part of like the conferences I go to as well. Hundred percent. No, Boston in particular. I've, I've ran a couple of events in Boston, and it is it's just a beautiful city to, to run. So it's good to keep it in mind, as you say. Um, we're we've gone through five tips right there, and we're already at like the length of our normal episode. So I might propose a part two if 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 that's all right with you, and, and we'll, we'll do a second. Fine episode. by me. I, I mean, like I've had my fill of talking to you already. <laughs> so we'll do a part two on organizing events uh because that that feels like a a separate conversation but i've really enjoyed that actually i've definitely taken that that tip particularly about doing the pre-work um that that landed a lot so thanks for that mate i appreciate it your uh your internet bugged out a little bit um (laughs) So what have you said? I thought it was like, Rich, you were amazing in that. Uh, it genuinely was. I actually, for hanging out. I actually said thank you for for improving my event experience. <laughs> so. Perfect. Good. Well, thank you, Joe, for, for being you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you Bye. later. Bye. <laughs>